Hi everyone, I'm Brother George. Thanks a lot for joining me for Bible Made Easy podcast as I continue this two-part series of questions and answers about salvation. This time regarding how to know if other people are saved. So here we go. How can I know if someone else is truly saved? Everything I shared from the scriptures in the last episode on salvation applies to others as well. If someone has at any time genuinely expressed belief in and has accepted Jesus, then they are also saved. With some people this is obvious, because they openly profess Jesus and Christianity and live in obedience to him and manifest the fruits of the Spirit in their lives. Maybe you yourself led them to Christ or personally saw them accept Christ yourself. With other people, only God really knows the state of their heart. I'm not sure if someone was genuine when they said they believed or accepted Jesus as their saviour. So, are they truly saved? Well, there are plenty of people who fall into this category. They prayed a one-time prayer with someone or in a church to accept Jesus and then never really took their belief any further. If they sincerely asked Jesus to save them, even with a tiny bit of faith, then Jesus would have answered their prayer. And usually such sincerity is followed by some visible fruit in their lives. But this raises questions such as, how genuine and sincere does one have to be? And how does God judge the sincerity of one's belief or acceptance of Jesus? And what if there's no outward visible fruit? Well, only God can judge the sincerity of people's hearts, so we just have to let him be the judge. What about people of other religions? Can they be saved too? Yes, of course, but only through faith in Christ, who said in John 14.6, No man comes to the Father but through me. So if they recognize Jesus as the Saviour, they can receive him into their hearts. Hopefully, from then on, they'll grow in their newfound faith in the one true Saviour. What about deathbed salvations? Are such people really saved? Or just reaching in vain for a fire escape out of hell? Only God knows the sincerity of their heart, and he will judge each accordingly. If they're genuinely repentant, they will be saved, just as Jesus forgave the thief on the cross and assured him of his salvation. What about the unsaved? Do they all burn in hell eternally? Okay, this is where God must have some sort of nuanced provision for the unsaved. The scripture strongly indicates that the eternal fate between the saved and the unsaved cannot be a binary choice between heavenly bliss or eternal torture in a fiery hell and nothing in between, as is commonly believed. The unsaved includes a wide variety of people with varying degrees of access to the gospel and ability to comprehend it. You've got those who had plenty of access and then rejected Jesus. Then there are those who live in nations where the gospel or conversion to Christianity is forbidden. Those of other religions who were good people, 
but not saved. Those in utterly remote locations who had no idea who Jesus is. Infants and the mentally disabled who couldn't comprehend the gospel. And people in all sorts of other situations presently and throughout history. And what about those who we discussed earlier whose sincerity or level of belief was unclear? God will deal with each as an individual according to their circumstances. The loving nature of God would strongly suggest that those who could not comprehend the gospel in this life, such as infants or the mentally disabled, would certainly get an opportunity to receive the gospel in the next life and that he would also give another opportunity to be saved to those who never even heard the gospel. As for those who rejected the gospel in this life, this leads to what the nature and purpose of hell really is. The Bible strongly indicates that hell is not like what it's usually portrayed to be, and that there will be another opportunity for salvation there even for them. 1 Peter 3:19 and 20 tells us that Jesus even went to hell to preach to the disobedient spirits in prison there. Why would he do that? if there was no hope for them to be saved. And biblical references to flames are not literal. They're metaphorical for an intense purging process that hopefully leads the unsaved to eventual redemption and reconciliation with God. While the Bible uses the words forever and eternal regarding hell, the original Greek words are aeonis and aeonon, which actually mean an age or ages. Not an infinite amount of time, but a finite amount of time. So separation from God in hell is not necessarily eternal. And God doesn't stop loving people when they die. He's never going to give up on anyone, even those in hell, even if it takes a very long time. 2 Peter 3.9 says that God is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And Psalm 136 says, His mercy endures forever. For more on this topic of the nature of hell and a second chance for the unsaved, please check out episodes 53 and 54 of this podcast. So, the scriptures are clear. Salvation is a free gift of God, totally independent of our own efforts or works. If you or anyone else has ever genuinely believed and received Jesus as your Savior, you have salvation right now and you cannot possibly lose it. There are plenty of scriptures that say you have it. Not might have it, not have it but might lose it. You have everlasting life. John 3.36 is just one of them. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. Finally, God is not in the business of putting barriers, hurdles, and obstacles in the way of salvation. He wants to get as many of us as possible into his eternal kingdom because he loves each and every human being that has ever lived. Therefore, 
He's made it as simple and as easy as possible. We might not understand everything about how salvation works or why no human effort is required, but all we need to do is simply take him at his word in childlike faith. It's that simple. So, if you're not yet saved, get saved now. And if you're still unsure of your salvation, make it official to yourself now. You can all do this by saying this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and that you were raised from the dead. Please come into my heart and life. I know that I have sinned and have been unloving. Please forgive my sins and give me your gift of eternal life. Please help me to love you and others. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer sincerely, Jesus is now in your heart and life and you can be 100% sure of your eternal salvation. Thanks a lot for listening. Please be sure to subscribe, like and share. God bless each one of you. Bye.